0: If you've got your Bibles, we are going to be in the book of John. Go ahead and open your Bibles up to John chapter 8, John chapter 8. If you don't have your Bible, uh, bring it next week. I'd love it if we would start bringing our Bibles to small group and we would be able to have them and open them as we look and as we read and especially in this series as we look at the I Am statements of Jesus As we look at who Jesus is, um, and as we take a look at some of the stories and stuff, we can't unpack everything that there is, um, and we don't really have a lot of time to read through the whole story, so I'd love it if we could open them together, and then you guys can go home and read them together, all right? So, got your Bibles, John chapter 8, we're going to be there tonight. Let me ask you this. Uh, How many of you guys, do any of you guys like to play hide-and-seek in the dark? Yeah? Anyone ever play hide-and-seek in the dark? We should do, like, a giant, like, high school hide-and-seek in the dark across the whole church. That would be pretty sick. That was, like... Should we do it? Yeah? All right. Summer event right there. Um, All right. So, hide-and-seek in the dark. We used to love to play hide-and-seek in the dark as kids, and uh, we would play all the time. Uh, My family would play. uh, My friends would play. And uh, my dad was always, like, the best at it. He would... uh, I still, to this day, don't know where he would hide. But he would, uh, we would never, literally never find him. He would always just come out, and then we would be like, where did you, were you hiding? And he'd be like, nowhere. And then we were like, are you Spider-Man or something? Like crawling from the wall? Like, seriously, we, we had no idea. And so uh, I remember one time we were playing. I remember this time pretty specifically. We were playing hide-and-seek in the dark, and I had a few friends over and stuff. And um, usually how it happened is uh, we would... Um, you know, go and everyone would hide, and then the person it would go and find everybody, and how it would work was we would find everybody except my dad, and then we would all just work together to find him because he would just be better than all of us. So uh, we ended up having this specific round. This happened. We were playing hide-and-seek. Remember, it's dark. It's pitch black in the house. Can't see anything. I think the rule is that we had to have, like, one light on in one room, like, on the other side of the house. So we were playing, and uh, I ended up, I think I was it, I found everyone, we all were found, we all um, were looking for my dad, and I remember when we were looking, again, we had no idea where he was, we were freaked out because it was in the dark, and we were kids, and uh, I remember we looked in one room specifically, and when we looked in, we saw this little like creature-looking thing, or what we thought was a creature thing. Remember, it's pitch black. We're kids. Like, we have no idea what's happening. And so we, like, saw this thing, and it just looked like it was just, like, sitting there staring at us. And we had no idea what it was. It looked, I, don't, I can't even explain it to you. It was just weird. And so we, uh, we were freaking out, right? Like we had, we're, like our parents are gone. Like my dad's hiding. Like we're just kids in the dark house freaking out um, in the middle of the dark. So we're kind of scared. We're paralyzed by the fear. We don't really know what to do. We, can't, we don't turn on the light because we're dumb. Um, and, uh, and so we ended up actually just moving on for a second. So we were like, okay, maybe it'll like go away. Like maybe this monster thing will go away. And so we walked away and we uh, went and went other parts of the house to try to find him. We ended up coming back to that room. And when we came back, it wasn't there. That same thing wasn't there. And so we were freaking out even more. Like what the heck was this thing? Like is there something in the house trying to mess with us? Somebody's in there. Like what's happening? And, uh, and so we uh, came back in. One of us finally had the courage to walk inside the room and we walked in the room. Like, remember, it's dark. Like, all the only light in that, in that room is like the moonlight. And so, uh, it, right on the window seal, there was a pocket knife sitting there. And, and for some reason, because there was a pocket knife, why, I don't know. But because there was a pocket knife, like, that meant all hell was breaking loose. Like, we were freaked out. Like, we were running, screaming through the house had no idea what was going on, we were freaking out, we had all these like crazy situations or like weird things that we thought were happening, we had no idea what was going on. The truth is my, pro- my dad was probably just messing with us, right, and you could probably guess that, but we were kids and we had no idea, we were freaking out, and all because we couldn't see what was actually happening. The truth is, is if we would've just turned on the light, it probably would've just been like a hat sitting on a dresser or something, right? And my dad probably would've been sitting there in the room, like staring at us, laughing at us, watching us freak out. But we decided to sit in the darkness and sit in the unknown. And the truth is, guys, the truth is, man, that the darkness produces lies because we can't see what's really there. Darkness, darkness in the world produces a lie. And when we live in darkness, we start to believe these lies, because we can't see the truth. We can't see what's really going on. Like I said, if we would have just flipped on a light switch, we would have really seen that it was nothing. There was nothing there. It wasn't a monster. Nobody was in the house. Like, the pocket knife was just sitting there for no reason. Like, you're right. Like, we would have just figured out that it was nothing. But because it was the dark, and because we had no idea, we had all these scenarios and these situations, and we started to believe the lie because it, we, it was unseen. And we do this when we live in the dark and we, we, we believe the lie of the world. We believe the lies about ourselves. We believe the lies of what the world tells us. Tonight I want to talk to you guys about how Jesus pulls us out of that, how Jesus enters into those things, into our darkness, and shines his light. Tonight, we're going to look at when Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And when Jesus says this, what he's saying is that his light reveals truth. Jesus' light reveals truth. And that's your first fill-in. Jesus' light reveals truth. You can write that in. Jesus' light reveals truth. And so this is what Jesus says about himself. If you've got your Bibles open, we're in John chapter 8, verse 12. This is what Jesus says. He says, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. I am the light of the world. Jesus says, look, when we live in the light of who he is, when we live in his light, we no longer have to walk in darkness. We no longer have to walk in that fear of the unknown. Jesus says when we walk in his light, we will know the truth. Man, Jesus' light reveals truth. He's saying, listen, man, walk in the light and you won't have to walk in the darkness. You won't have to be in the unknown anymore. You can know the truth because Jesus reveals it to us. So there's four things that I want to give you tonight. Four things that we're going to run through. Four things that we're going to look at. Four things that Jesus' light reveals truth to us. All right, so first thing, Jesus' light reveals truth about who God is. Jesus' light reveals truth about who God is. And we kind of talked about this a couple weeks ago, remember? We talked about how Jesus is God. Remember you guys all left really, really confused? You remember that? Yeah, good. That's the point. So we, uh, we talked about how Jesus is God. Jesus reveals who God is. The truth is, is that if we want to know who God is, we can look at Jesus. So in this passage, there's, uh, Jesus says, look, I'm the light of the world, okay? I'm the light of the world. You no longer have to live in darkness because I am the light. When you follow me, I am the light. And when Jesus says this, there's people who question him. There's always people who question Jesus. And then he just kicks them in the butt and tells them you're stupid, and then he moves on, right? But so Jesus, that's my impression of jesus that's how i like to look at jesus okay but jesus uh so jesus says look i'm the light of the world and the people they challenge him and they wonder and they question him and they try to get him to slip up a little bit and so they ask him these questions and they start asking him well well, well you're telling this about yourself and no one else is is uh, is is approving your testimony and all this they go back and forth all this stuff and then they say this in verse 19 they say look jesus because Jesus ends up telling them, look, my father confirms this. And he says, well, where is your father? In verse 19, they say, where is your father? And Jesus answered, since you don't know who I am, you don't know who the father is. Since you don't know who I am, you don't know who my father is. If you knew me, you would also know my father. Jesus is saying, listen, if you want to know who God is, if you want to know who the father is, if you want to know who God the father is, look at me. Man, Jesus is revealing to them that once again, like we've looked at before, He is God. If we have questions about who God is, look at Jesus. Look at the way Jesus lived. TV and movies and all these things—they—they they try to picture, they try to put God like, like the, There's different play, ways that TV and movies like portray God, right? Think about—I think about like Bruce Almighty, who's God in that movie? What's his name? Morgan Freeman. Say Denzel Washington. Oh, okay. I was thinking, for some reason, I thought Denzel Washington, but it's Morgan Freeman. You're right. They're the same person. Uh, No, Morgan Freeman. So Morgan Freeman is God, but Morgan Freeman really isn't God. He's just a guy that plays him, right? Uh, uh, But there's people, there's movies about, uh, I think it's called the Adjustment Bureau. I was thinking of this one today. You guys seen that one? I think uh, Matt Damon's in it. Anyway, you should watch it, it's good. But it kind of talks about this idea of God being this like puppet master, where God like sends his people to like go and, and correct people's behaviors because everything has to be perfect and it's not perfect, then everything messes up. And this is a false picture of who God is. It, t- it shows Jesus God as being this puppet master or this person who like, holds people and like does whatever he wants to do with people. Or people portray God as a dictator, as, no, you better follow my rules or else you're going to hell. Right? People portray, we think of God like this. We think of God like, no, I'm, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna slaughter a bunch of people unless you're, unless you're gonna follow me. No, this is not who God is. We look at who Jesus is to see who God is. If we start to wonder who God is, if we start to see these things, we can ask ourselves, is this how Jesus lived? And if we start to wonder who God is, if you have questions about who God is, ask yourself this question. Who was Jesus and how did Jesus live? Because Jesus is God. So Jesus should point us back to who God is and what he's about. Jesus came and he loved people. He came and he served people. He came and he got down on his knees and washed people's feet. That's who God is. Yeah, he disciplined people, and yeah, he challenged people, and yeah, he was offensive. He was all of those things. But he was also a servant, and he also loved people, and he was also a creator. That's who God is. If you want to know who God is, don't you no longer have to live in the darkness and the doubt of wondering who God is because we know who God is because of who Jesus is. So, the first thing is Jesus shows us who God is. The second thing, is that Jesus' light reveals truth about who we are. Who we are. Jesus' light reveals truth about who we are. Jesus shows us who we are in him. That our identity is found in him alone. And if we want to know who we are and who we're meant to be, we look again at Jesus. If we want to know how we were created to be, we look again at Jesus. Man, if we live in the darkness, if we start to, if if we go away and we we fade away and we live in darkness, we start to believe the lies of this world. We start to believe that we're worthless, that nobody loves us. We start to believe that, man, I got to be better. I got to do more. I got to be better. I got to earn this. I got to earn that. This is not what Jesus says about you. Man, he said he cares about you. He loves you. He created you good. The Bible says that you are his masterpiece. You are created in him. He loves you and he cares about you. Man, when we live in the light of Jesus, we can believe what our identity is. We can know who we are because of who he is. Anyone ever wonder like, what they're supposed to do, if they ever have a purpose? If they're, if they're, uh, anyone have those questions? Like, man, what am I supposed to do? How am I, what am I supposed to do next? How am I supposed to live? Where am I supposed to go? Anyone ever have those questions? I've had those questions for sure. Yeah, all of those things can be answered by looking at Jesus. Before sin entered the world, I want you to think about this for a second. Before sin entered the world, God created Adam and Eve. God created people to be good. Before sin, God created people to be good, to be perfect, to love him and to worship him. And because we live in a world with sin in it, we have a messed up view of who we're supposed to be. But if we know, if we want to know who we're really supposed to be, who God has created us to be, who God sees, who God wants human beings to be like, we can look at Jesus Man, if we, want, if we ever wonder what it looks like to be a, a, a human being without sin, a person without sin, man, we can look at Jesus. If we want to know what we're supposed to do, who we're supposed to be, how we're supposed to live, we look at Jesus. Philippians says it this way, Philippians 2, 5, and 11. It says, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took on the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Here's what it's saying. Man, if you want to know what it means to be a, 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 a human being, if you don't want to know what it means for God to create you good, man, if you want to know what your purpose is, have the same attitude that Jesus had. And then it goes on to explain what that attitude was, that though he was God, he was God, he lived with God. He, don't, he didn't think that equality with God was something to be grasped. Instead, he let go of that, and he came down. He lived with people. He gave up his divine privileges. That's kind of a weird word. Here's what I think of when I think of this. I think of someone who like, think of like the greatest mansion in the world, the greatest place you can live, the biggest mansion with the most incredible view, the most like best car in the world, whatever. Whatever you like, the most thing that you think would fulfill you the most, you'd be like, you're, I'm there, it's perfect, I never have to do anything else, never have to work again, never have to get anything else because I have everything I need and I can just live here by myself, whatever, Right? This is where Jesus was. And it would be like someone who's living in that, living in that giant mansion with, the, with whatever, saying, I'm going to throw all that away, and I'm going to go live, and I'm going to live in the dirt. I'm going to live in the poor. I'm going to live with nothing. He threw it all away. He threw it all away so that he could come and be with us and so that he could come and die for us. It says, he came down, he humbled himself, took the position of a slave. Took the position of a slave. He was obedient to the point of death. And not just any death, but a humiliating death. A death on a cross. Humiliating. The God who created you died a humiliating death because he was obedient to his Father. So here's what it means for us to live. Here's the attitude that we need to have. We need to love and to serve others. We need to be obedient to God, fully worshiping him. Obedient to God, worshiping him fully, and then serving others because of that obedience. Obedient to God, worshiping him fully, and loving and serving others because of that obedience and out of that worship. That's what it means to be human. That's what it means to live the way God created you to live. Look at Jesus. If you want to know who you are or who you were created to be, Look at Jesus. You don't have to live in the darkness and the doubt and wondering anymore because you can see that Jesus is the way we were meant to be. Jesus reveals who we are. All right, third thing, Jesus reveals our sin, the truth about our sin. Jesus reveals the truth about our sin. Here's the thing, this, this is a big one. Man, we, we live in a world full of darkness because of sin, right? We've probably asked the question, like why do bad things happen? Or why do bad things happen to good people? We ask these questions all the time. We have these doubts all the time. If there's a loving God, why would there be bad things that happen? We ask these questions. These are some of the biggest questions that we have. The answer to that is because of sin. Sin is the reason that bad things happen. Sin is the underlying reason for every bad thing that happens. Okay, the violence, the greed, the racism, the disease, the addiction, all of those things and more are because of sin. Jesus reveals to us, his light reveals to us that sin is all over our world, that sin has stained our world, that sin is real. And the reason that bad things happen is because of sin. Because we have a sin problem. But the good news is that Jesus' light pushes out that sin. When we have the light of Jesus in it in us, it pushes out that sin. Think for a second what think for think with me for a second. Okay? What would the world be like if we didn't have the sun? What would the world be like if we didn't have the sun? Someone said something over here. What'd you say? It would be easy. Freezing, it would be freezing. What'd you say? Dark, okay, I thought you said we would die. That's probably more true than anything else because we wouldn't have, it would be freezing, right? We wouldn't have light, we wouldn't have any, like think, I mean, if we didn't have the sun, if we never had the sun, we couldn't even have like lights because how are we supposed to make lights when we can't see anything, right? You know what I mean? Like we can't even, without the sun, there would be nothing. We probably wouldn't be able to exist without the sun. It would be cold, it would be dark, Man, it'd be scary. We'd live in pitch black all the time. Wouldn't be able to see anything. Wouldn't be able to understand anything. We'd live in a lie. We'd live in fear. Man, this is what it means. It would be miserable. This is what it looks like to live in sin. Sin looks good. It looks enticing. But as we live in our sin, this is what it looks like. This is what it turns into. It turns into a world without light. Miserable, fearful. We feel like we're imprisoned. We feel like we're chained to a wall. Man, but Jesus wants to bring the light that will break down those walls, that will set us free, that will break those chains and set us free. And Jesus' light sets us free. In the same passage, Jesus says this about, uh, about him being the light. In, in John chapter 8, 32, he says this, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Jesus' light reveals truth, and it sets us free. But here's the truth about that. It's kind of scary. Jesus being light kind of is a little bit scary. And the reason is, is because Jesus being light means that he knows everything about you. Everything about you. Think for a second, if we had like one of those Transformers, you remember from the Transformers movie where they like, put something in like the guy's head and it like projected everything that he was thinking onto the screen. That's Transformers, isn't it? Am I thinking the right thing? No? Whatever, anyway, no, you guys don't even understand what I'm saying, okay? But here, think for a second, let's just imagine, pretend the Transformers thing I didn't say, but the tr- let's, let's pretend like we had this little device that we could put in your head and we could play a movie about every single thought that you've had the last week, every single thought That you've had, not the things you've said, but the thoughts that you've had. Every single one, the good, the bad, right? The anger, the jealousy, the greed, the lust, all of it would be displayed on the screen. Is that scary? Does that scare anyone? Yeah. Think about it like this. Jesus already knows that. Listen, shh. Jesus doesn't need that little thing that goes in your head and displays it on the screen. Because Jesus already knows. Jesus already knows every single thought you have. That's the scary part about him being light. Man, it kind of hurts. The light hurts. When we're cold and we're living in the dark, it kind of hurts. When we close our eyes and we live in darkness and then all of a sudden the lights come on, right? It's kind of blinding at first. It hurts a little bit. Jesus knows every single thought, every single thing that you do. You can't hide anything from him. And that's scary, but it's also freeing. It's also a freeing thought to have. It's scary, man, but he reveals our sin. But he doesn't just stop there because he sets us free from our sin. Jesus' light reveals our sin. It puts it in the light, and then he sets us free from it. He breaks the chains, breaks down the doors of the prison wall, and he, and he sets us free he sets us free from our sin. We no longer have to live in that darkness. Man, I challenge you tonight, if you've been living in sin, man, go and confess that. Go and tell Jesus, hey man, I'm sorry, I, I know you already know this, but I've been living in this sin. And then go and confess it to your group, your small group, and tell them, look, I've been living in this sin, and this is a problem and I need help. First of all, I guarantee a lot of your group is, is, has that same problem. Second, You can never get past that sin if you continue to live in darkness, if you continue to let it hide. If you continue to let your sin hide in the darkness, you're never gonna get past it. Nothing's ever gonna happen. Man, so don't isolate yourself from that thing. Jesus wants to set set you free, all right? Last thing, Jesus' light reveals truth about God's plan. Jesus' light reveals truth about God's plan. Truth about God's plan. We spend a lot of our lives worrying about the future, wondering, right? Thinking about what's going to happen. We make plans for what's going to happen for the future and we worry. I had a plan for my life, okay? I had a few plans, actually. None of them worked out, by the way. Uh, When I was like in junior high, high school, I wanted to be a police officer. Did that work out? Does it look like I'm a police officer? No. I wanted to uh, go in the military at one point, and I wanted to be a SWAT officer. Did that work out? No. Didn't work out. Uh, at one point, I wanted to uh, be an Olympic water polo player. Did that work out? Not really at all, right? That, w- that one's a little way far off, right? That one's, that one's gone, far gone, okay? But uh, at one point, and then uh, after high school, I actually wanted to be a teacher. I went into college thinking I was going to be a teacher, and then I realized I, I hate school and I can't spend my whole day there. right? <laughs> no, actually. Uh, actually, I felt like God was calling me into ministry. And so I, 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 I changed my major, I did everything right, and I, I, I went towards ministry. But even in that, I still wondered. And I still question, man, what's God's plan for me? Where am I supposed to be? And I still had these, these decisions and these doubts and these wonderings of, of God, am I supposed to stay here or am I supposed to go there or am I supposed to go the light? Right? Like I had all these things and these questions about God's plan and what he had for me. And we do. We question this. We wonder and, and we think so far ahead. But Jesus is the light that shows us God's plan. Here's what I want you to understand, man. Jesus' light light reveals God's plan. We, We spend so much time, man, figuring out what am I gonna do in the future? Where am I gonna go to school? Who am I gonna marry? How many kids am I gonna have? We spend so much time thinking about all these things, and it's way out here. It's way out there. But Jesus says, listen, just be faithful in the small steps. Just be faithful in the small steps. Don't worry about way out there. Be faithful in today, and I will provide for your tomorrow. Be faithful today, and I'll provide tomorrow. Think think about this really quick. Peter, okay? Peter walked on water. You guys remember that story? Peter walked on water with Jesus. When Peter walked on water with Jesus, he got out of the boat. What what kept him from sinking? Was it Peter himself? Did he have some magic thing on his feet? Nope. It was trust. Trust. He was looking at Jesus because as soon, the Bible says as soon as he took his eyes off Jesus, he started to sink. As soon as Peter started looking at what's in front of him or way out there, he started to sink. So our job is to be faithful in what we have now in where we're at now in having, keeping our eyes on Jesus so that he can reveal the path that we have. Man, don't focus on what's way out there. doesn't mean you can't set goals and have things like that, but don't focus on those things. Focus on Jesus. Don't look past him. Focus on him. Be faithful in the small steps, and he'll provide a place for your foot to land. He'll provide a place for your foot to land. Don't, don't get so worried and caught in, in anxiety and the darkness and the fear of what's going to happen next. Man, just keep Moving, keep taking those small steps and he will provide that next step. Follow him. Psalm 119 says this, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. When we walk in darkness, man, we have no direction. We have no direction. So walk in the light of Jesus. Walk in his light. If you wanna know what his plan for you is, if you're you're trapped in that darkness of wondering what his plan is, and just look to Jesus and look at him and be faithful in those small steps. Look to him and look at how Jesus lived. So the band's gonna come out and we're gonna sing one more song. And the song talks about, the song talks about Jesus being bigger than our darkness. It says, it says this, Jesus, you're, you make the darkness tremble. And I love that because it helps us see that there is no darkness too big For Jesus, the darkness that you're living in, the sin that you're living in, the questions and the doubt that you are living in is not too big for Jesus. It's not too big for Jesus to enter and bring his light and bring his truth. You don't have to believe the lies of this world anymore because Jesus reveals the truth. His light reveals the truth about who you really are, about who God really is, Man, about our sin and about his plan for us. So as we sing this song, man, I encourage you to think about where are you at? Are you living in the darkness? Are you living in fear, in doubt? Man, are you living in depression because of the fear and the doubt? You don't have to live in that anymore. Jesus wants to enter into your darkness and light the way truth. Allow him to do that tonight as we sing. Let me pray for you. God, thank you so much for this truth that you are the light. Jesus, that you give us the light to truth. That you light our path. That we don't have to live in darkness any longer. Because you light the way. I pray that we would allow you to enter into our hearts, break down walls, break the chains, Jesus, whatever it takes. We know that you are bigger, that you are greater, and we pray that you would enter our hearts and change our hearts, make us new, make us more like you. We love you, we praise you in your name.